You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. We are so excited to have you guys here today for Libra season. Yes, I'm already feeling it. I'm feeling like seeing humans again and coming out of the funk. So I am excited. I am too. I feel like there's a, it's a quickening, right? It's the mental excitement. It's let's get back into, I don't know, exploring and figuring things out and asking a million questions. And I love a good air energy. I'm a sucker for it as an earth sign. I know I need it because Virgo, this is, it's, it's an earth earth energy this year and i am ready to be having fun again because i forget what it's like i really think having venus in virgo this go around has made it like extra palpable it just feels yeah i I feel a slowdown in everybody and everything and then we've got this quickening from mars being an aries that wants us to like make decisions and go and it's so frustrating it's like beating my head against the wall some days Add six planets in retrograde and, you know, who am I? What day is it? (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing here? What is this meeting doing here? (laughs) Why are we on Zoom today? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like for me, it feels like my cards from last uh, season from Virgo. The last card was the Two of Wands, which is like an air energy. And it was about kind of finally being like, okay, am I going to do this or not? And I feel like that's that like Mars energy, like pushing where it's like, okay, I'm sick of this. We've been sitting here thinking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And now I'm like, I want to do it. Let me just do the thing. (laughs) Yeah, I totally feel that too. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Libra energy, right? Okay. So we've determined it's air. It happens Uh, It's basically the marker of the equinox, Libra. That's where we get this idea of balance. It's the balance of light and dark. And the end of the sun carrying most of the energy through the day and the entering of the night carrying now a majority of the energy. I saw someone say something to the extent of that when the sun falls into the darkness, that there's less light, but it's really a rising of the darkness to overtake the light in some ways. I thought that was a beautiful way to put it. It's this expansion of the time that we have after sunset to be with our thoughts, to be doing things that are more internal. There's a, a, a lack of time to do this external busy work that we do so, so much during the summer. And an opportunity for us to now go back inward a little bit. And the beautiful thing about Libra, they get, I don't know, I think they have a bad rap sometimes as being all peace and harmony and relationships and maybe a little ambivalent, like they can't quite always make a decision. But it truly comes from this place that both sides of the coin exist at the same time. And they're constantly carrying the weight of that. And I think that can be a burden to some Libra signs. They're like, why doesn't everybody else take the time to see that there's beauty and harmony in both situations and both options? And so, yeah, I I enjoy this time of the year. It's the, I can be busy at school and be excited for winter and fall. It's the, I can do this and there's a, there's a continuation of other things. We don't have to be focused solely on one. I like that. And I think when you were talking about the rising of the darkness, I've been thinking a lot about feminine energy in the last couple of weeks and connection. And I usually avoid the like relationship and like Venus parts of Libra because I'm not I'm so Capricorn. I usually am like, I don't have time for that. But I've been trying to lean into it more. And when you were talking about the rising of like the darkness, it makes me think of like the rising of the feminine and like being more receptive because during the day, we're trying to do stuff because people can see us, right? Like when the light is on you, people can see you. 
you're expected to perform a certain way. But when it gets dark, it's like you have permission to be like, oh, I'm not coming out. It's it's nighttime. I'm going to be at home doing my thing. Right. And it's like, I think we kind of are, I like almost am looking forward to that a little bit. It's like, there's lots of expectations on you the less time the sun is out, kind of, you know, it's like as, when it's dark, people understand if you're like, no, it's late. I'm staying home. <laughs> I'm staying in. I'm pretty home. <laughs> like it's 730. Relax. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm in. It's not happening. Well, and Libra is interesting. It's a masculine sign ruled by a feminine planet. So there's that extra ounce of polarity in everything about the sign. And interestingly enough, the constellation itself used to be considered part of Scorpio. It was the claws of Scorpio. And through the procession, we've, you know, of course, the equinox has moved from where it used to be at home in Scorpio and now into Libra. And Libra was given its own sign. And it's this balance between Virgo, which is asking us questions. Are we going to survive the winter? Have we prepared enough? How are we really showing up in our day-to-day activities? And Scorpio saying, but like, what's our purpose? What's our truth? Like, let's get to the dirt of the matter. And so it does perfectly just sort of balance these two signs. I think it is a, a beautiful time of year for sure. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that balance, it feels tangible this year. Like, I feel like I'm trying to find balance. Like, I'm leaning more into the feminine than usual. Like, I think it's it's definitely a bit more tangible this year than it has been in the past for me. Like, usually it's kind of I just keep myself busy with work and kind of ignore it <laughs> during Libra. But this year I'm like, no, I'm going to like feel into this. Yes, and really enjoy fall and the the days kind of snapping back and forth. I think it's so interesting. We have heat waves and cold snaps and everything sort of happens at this year to show us the extremes of every every possibility in a lot of ways. Definitely. Like now I have to leave if I want to be home before dark when I go for my walks for, for safety reasons in my neighborhood. But if I want to go up for a walk, I used to leave at like 8.45, right, in the summer. And now I have to leave at like 7 to be home by 7.45 where it's dark. And it's like making those little adjustments in the day. Then it's like, oh, I have more time in my evening now because I'm going for my walk earlier. That's how I split my day. So it is interesting how those things start to be more tangible if you let them. And I think honoring, you know, so much of the Zodiac and living through astrology is really recognizing that astrology is a system. It was the earliest clock known to mankind. And it's this way for us to track patterns of time and seasons. And there's so many metaphors and stories and other aspects to it, yes, but at its simplest, it's the play of light and dark and time throughout the year. So enjoy the equinox this year and really sink into the this and. I think that's important. I love that. Yeah, definitely. All right, are we ready to do movies? We are ready to do movies. Okay, I will go first. Mine, like I said, I tried to lean into the feminine a little bit more. And the first movie actually came up right after we recorded last time. And then I watched it because I was like, I have to. And it was Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. Six times none the richer kiss me, the song, that whole energy. And then that became my theme for the month. Just through watching it was like reinventing yourself, like getting a chance to like redo and like show up a different way was kind of the theme that came up and putting yourself out there and the vulnerability, like uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the movie from the nineties yet, but she, at the end, when she's like standing on the pitching mound, she's like, I'm going to show up there. He's either going to show up or he's not, but I'm putting myself out there. And I think that energy like I said, is what I'm trying to lean into more. I'm trying to be more open and vulnerable. And I just love that movie. I love everything about it. Like going back to high school as like a 30 something person, like I feel like I would, I could probably try to blend in, but I'd be terrified the whole time. <laughs> I don't know if I want to relive that, but high school itself has that like everybody's trying to find their balance, find who they are. And like that energy was really strong. And I feel like coming off of Virgo, that kind of made sense because we were talking about back to school with Virgo. So it's kind of like the next progression for me and like the energy. I don't know if that makes sense for others, but that's where I went. (laughs) I adore that. I can totally see her on the pitching mound. And that's such a great example of like putting it out there and just seeing what happens, but knowing that it's going to work for you. Exactly. So that was the first one. And then I really liked that energy. And I was like, I'm going to stay with that, like, 
rom-com energy for the other ones. And of course, as Emily and I do, we never pick one movie. So I have two more. So my next one that came up really clearly was Must Love Dogs. Now, this is not a super popular one, but I absolutely adore it so much. And it's what I love about it, too, is that it's about a woman in her like late 30s or early 40s. So it's not like a high school movie, but it's like navigating territory at that point. And this made me think of like reimagining yourself, right? Because like before it's like putting yourself back in high school, like how would I do this again? But now it's like, okay, no, I'm over this other chapter. I'm starting over as a fresh person. I'm going to show up and the funniest part to me is the fact that it's must love dogs that was in an online dating profile that her sister writes for her. She doesn't even want to get back out there, which I feel like me. I'm always like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. But then it turns out she doesn't even have a dog. So then she has to like borrow a dog to go on these dates. And then the guy's borrowing a dog because her thing says she must, you know, you must love dogs. And it's this whole idea of like dropping all of that and just being like, again, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to show up in those ways anymore. I want to just show up as me. And the miscommunications, I think, too, feels like the Mercury retrograde energy kind of like coming in where it's like, she said this, he said that. Nobody asked. In movies, nobody ever like clarifies anything. They just hear the thing and then go, that must be the truth. And they never communicate. And so that also kind of was part of the reason why I think I was feeling that next was like, <laughs> Mercury retrograde, all the retrogrades, and then like coming back and being like, okay, what is the core of all of this? Like, these are your values. These are my values. Let's see if this works. And that was kind of my thought process with that one. Adored. Adore. Okay. And then my last one, which just came to me yesterday, actually. I was like, maybe I'm only going to do two. No, of course not. No. And my I'm last one. Five. You're at five. Okay, well, then we're good then. <laughs> I feel good. I reined myself in a little bit this time, but... <laughs> My last one is he's just not that into you, which has so many dynamics that it feels very Libra. It's like all the possibilities are in this movie, all of the dynamics, all of these different things. Granted, they're all white people in a rom-com, so not that diverse. But the dynamics of like having the people who are like falling apart, people that are coming together. There's like all these different stages of relationships. But the two that I really stood out to me was the one that's, I don't remember characters' names ever, but like Jennifer Connelly's character, she's married to Bradley Cooper in the movie. And he ends up like cheating on her. Meanwhile, she's like, they're doing a big house renovation and she wants everything to look on the surface. Like it's great. And she's so focused on that that she's not really noticing what's actually happening. And then she keeps finding these things like she keeps asking him over and over again. Are you smoking again? Are you smoking again? Keep saying no. She keeps finding the the evidence everywhere. And that's like the final straw when she finds it the last time and it falls out of his pants and she throws all his shit out on the lawn and she's like, I'm done. It's like, you know, then what reminded me of that was that I've been getting a lot of messages through my own. Like, it's time to see the patterns and to just stop. Just be like, no, I see it coming up again. We're not doing this again. And we're just going to start fresh. And that's kind of like her character's arc. Um, and I really liked that. And then the other one that came to mind really specifically was Jennifer Aniston's character. She's partnered with Ben Affleck. And she wants to get married. And she keeps saying she, it's okay. She doesn't need it. But then her sister gets married. And all of a sudden, then she's like realizing that it's probably never going to happen if he's not going to do it at this point. And he keeps saying it's just he doesn't want the institution of marriage. And she just walks it. She's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Don't be nice to me unless you're going to marry me. It's basically what she says. And she leaves. And then what happens is because they keep seeing how they actually were showing up in the relationship, they're reminded of all the qualities that brought them together in the first place. And both of them offer to compromise. And then he ends up proposing. So it's like, this way of like coming apart to have your time to realize what brought you together in the first place. And I think I feel like a lot of people are going to be having that dynamic throughout this season of like reevaluating because of the Mercury retrograde, but other things, obviously. But I do feel like that energy of like sometimes you need to see what it's like to not have a person in your life to know the reasons they were in your life. And like that's where the compromise came in. They both were willing to sacrifice what they wanted because it was more important to be together. And that energy, I feel like it's very Libra where it's like they can see each other's sides when they're not in it, where they're like, I can see why he didn't need to be married. And he's like, I can see why it would be important to her to like show everyone how we feel about each other. And 
I think seeing the other side, like you were saying, like being able to see all of the perspectives is such a Libra energy. And it's a beautiful thing that we don't all have all the time, right? We Maybe in Libra season, we all access it a little bit more. But I think the people that I know, like my brother is a Libra and he's very good at like seeing both people's perspectives. And a lot of us are not. I know I'm not. If I'm in something, I'm like, no, I see it my way and that's how it is. So I think that it's nice to have that quality, even if it's just for a short period of time where you're able to tap into it. Oh my gosh, those are so good. Yes. I, the idea of having the time apart to realize what brings you back together, I think that goes for everything in our lives during Libra season. Why do we live where we do? Why do we work the way we do? Why do we have pets in our life? Like everything, it's an opportunity to, in- to investigate it and question it. And air signs are all about seeking information, absorbing as much as they can. And learning and just taking it in that you don't even have to process it necessarily yet just be an observer during libra season i think is really important it's a great opportunity to journal Mm, yeah all right so i decided because i picked five because i can't help myself i'm a taurus enough is never enough um i'm dividing them into rom-com and not rom-com so that will like it tease it a little bit love it so my first three rom-coms essentially the number one movie, which I picked, I think, before we were done talking last time, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah. Classic Libra. Wow. Are we friends? Are we more than friends? I can see why we should work. I can see why we can't work. Everyone else's influence is difficult. But at the end of the day, they really fit together. And he, too, puts it all out on the line. If I want to spend the rest of my life with someone, I want the rest of my life to start as soon as possible. Love that scene. Oh, such a classic. The next one actually came up while we were talking just now, and it's Singles. Do you remember that from the 90s? Oh, like Bang. Classic grunge Seattle scene. And so everyone's trying to figure out if the relationship they're in is working or not working. She's dating this rocker in a band, and he just barely pays any attention to her but she's completely smitten and finally when she cuts him off and goes and does her own thing he misses her and they end up back together in the end but there's all sorts of these missed opportunities to reflect on what's working for you as a single and what's working for you in the real world and so i loved that one and then the third rom-com which we'll just jump in and out of quick is the classic clueless because <laughs> she is Libra in all things. What should she wear? Where should she drive? She's constantly seeking this balance and harmony and relationships for all of her friends, even above her own. When she finally finds a relationship for herself, it's so mismatched and she doesn't see it. Yeah. So taking the time to slow down, I think, comes up again in that one. So those are my three rom-coms for all the same reasons you talked about. Now, these other two, I'm a little out of the box on this one. The first one is Monsters, Inc. Oh, yay. And I picked it because here they are in a job where they're supposed to scare and terrify the children. And they realize that that's not the only way to make their energy, that there's other possibilities. And they can still have these connections to the children. And I just love the energy of that one. I think for me, it feels like the balance and harmony that they're seeking and keeping their work relationships going and seeing how we can all unite. I love that one. That's such a good movie. I want to watch it now. And then the last one, and this one cracks me up because it could also be considered a Christmas movie, which we were talking about before we started. (laughs) Die Hard. Oh, (laughs) I love it. I would not have thought of it, but I love that. It is the epitome of I'm going to do it because it's right and I'm not going to listen. I know with every ounce of my being that this is the right thing to do. And so I'm going to go forward with it anyway. And so I want people to remember during Libra season, like just owning what you have thought through and what speaks to you, what calls to your heart, singing it, going for it, and not being afraid to chase those dreams. 
I love that. And I think that's such a good way to close out the movies because like we both had the high school energy. We both had the rom-coms, but I think Die Hard is like one of those ones where who doesn't love Die Hard? Like, again, could be a Christmas movie, could not, but I love that interpretation of it as a Libra movie. (laughs) Oh, that was so much fun. I I promise I'll try and pick pick fewer next month, but. Oh, by all means, pick more. I love them. All right, so let's get into the energy and the cards for Libra season, which starts the day we're going to release this. uh, September 22nd is Equinox and Libra season begins. So from I did from the 22nd to October 1st. So we were tagging the end of the first week onto the next full week. And for this one, the card that I got first, I actually pulled the two of wands, which was the last card from Virgo. And I was like, let's not be boring and do the same card again. But just a reminder that the, it's still in at the end of the last week of Virgo is when it starts. So I think we're carrying through that energy. And it, as a reminder, the two of wands is thinking over and over and over again about what you're dreaming about, what you want to do, and then deciding, am I going to just do the thing? Like, it's like having one foot at the door where it's like, you know what, it's time to just close the door behind you and do the thing. And that's where we're coming into this. And I think it's so beautiful because the first card that I pulled is the magician, number one of tarot. And what I love about this is it's that reminder that you already have everything that you need in order to manifest the life that you want or the dreams that you want. And I think that's the reminder you need when you have that one wand at the door where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. It's that reminder of, yes, you can, you know that, or you wouldn't even be thinking of the thing. It wouldn't even have crossed your mind if you weren't able to do it. And part of it is like potential and focus and like driving your actions forward. But it's also that reminder that like you can leave a little bit of room for trust and magic, but just keep taking the steps. And it's for me, it feels like a cross between like earth energy and like air energy where it's like, yes, we have to do the actions and move forward but you have to also like be able to dream and like allow that to move through so it does feel like wands meets earth kind of energy for me but what i really love is that like even if you're not feeling it yet this is your chance like if you haven't been feeling inspired enough to move forward don't feel bad about that don't dwell on that but just know that like you can ask to be inspired you can you know reach out to your guides or whatever process you have for getting re-inspired. And now is the chance to know that it's coming and that you will be able to feel excited and move forward. Like, don't feel discouraged if you've been feeling this sticky Virgo energy and like the retrogrades and all that. It's not going to stop you. You will be able to do it. You just have to like know that the inspiration will come. Love, love, love. So... Ironically, when I wrote my calendar, and this was in August, I choose words on the days when there's transits that I want people to pay attention to. And starting on the 21st, which is actually the last day of Virgo, but moving pretty much through the 26th, the words I chose were clarity and optimism, seek what you value, but also don't get too carried away. So on the 22nd, when uh, Libra season begins, right, we're collectively focusing on this alignment with our relationships and with others. And this is a great time to socialize, meet new people, even bring some fall decor into your life and treat yourself. Bring in that fresh energy. We can sometimes be in a place of wanting or expecting it to come in, but we have to create those changes ourselves. And if we don't remember to step out and go to that new meeting, to meet some new people and network, or we don't go and buy the pumpkins at the beginning of the season when we really want one, they're going to be gone. So step out of your comfort zone a little bit and spend time getting clear on what it is you do want. This is such a great opportunity, like Andrea said, to talk with your guides, to pull cards, to take a chance to find the clarity. This is Saturn and Venus in an interesting position because Venus is our values and desires. Saturn is asking us to be responsible. So it's a very responsible thing to do to seek this clarity. Another thing happening on the 23rd, we have Mercury 
still in retrograde. It's backing into the sign of Virgo. And I think this is where you're picking up on some of that earth energy again, because our communication is essentially shifting backwards into Virgo. And so we're going to revisit some of the things we thought about in August that maybe we forgot about or put on the back burner. And Really open your notebooks and search for hidden gems, maybe something that you thought you forgot about or something that um, Virgo can help you make a reality. On the 24th, we've got another transit with Venus. Um, This is some of that tension with Neptune, and this is where too much of a good thing can feel maybe too good. Um, Allow yourself to have dreams and aspirations and go big. This is a great day-to-day dream, but keep a little bit of it rooted in reality. Like, yes, I fell in love with the $1.3 million house on Zillow. And also, no, it's not realistic. I can take it off of my saved items. (laughs) Um, New moon in Libra today. That is on September the 21st. And this is going to feel really, really good. This is an added bonus from... Venus being in sort of this loving position with Pluto. So you're going to be driven to seek out what you value and desire. This is a great new moon for manifesting and just getting out there, enjoying the fall season. And then I think, how far should we go here to about the 20? How far did you pull to October 1st for that one? October 1st. Okay. I went to Saturday. So then on the 26th, um, the sun is in tension with Jupiter in retrograde. This is going to leave us feeling sort of uplifted and ready for the next round. There is um, a little bit of energy between Mercury and Venus where they're going to be asking us to make better decisions and to really keep our plans loose because with Mercury in retrograde still there, the things you desire might be a little bit trickier to get a hold of. On the 28th, we have Mars and Saturn, which is in retrograde, kind of in a comfortable angle with each other. This is a day that's really ripe with positivity, and it's going to give you that little extra nudge to move forward. So don't be surprised if you get a last-minute boost of energy that sort of helps you get to that end-of-the-month goal. And then on the 29th, we have a continuation of that energy with the added bonus of Venus sliding into Libra. And really, with only having Mars and Venus not in retrograde, the the first day of this energy is going to feel a little bit like holding on to the leash of a dog that just saw a squirrel. <laughs> Other worlds, hold on. <laughs> like, if you're not paying attention, there's a chance for a little bit of whiplash, but things are going to start to move. We're going to start to feel a little bit of quickening as we move in. So really enjoy this last week of September. I think there's some super beautiful energy coming in. That sounds amazing. And it does feel like that magician energy that like, I think, like you said, that's where I was feeling the earth and air going back and forth. I was like the Mercury and Virgo. I love this because it's like validating that there's like, I always talk about, I'm not an astrologer, but for some reason, everything that comes through for me is related to astrology. But I do really appreciate that message of like, the simple things, picking up the decor now while it's still on the shelf. When I worked in retail, fall is huge. Like if you work in fashion retail, fall is the year. Like when you get the fall collections in, everyone spends weeks in August setting up fall. And my thing was always, I'm not going to wait till it goes on sale to buy it because my size won't be there. And if the whole point is to have the item for the season to wear during fall, why would I wait till almost winter to get like a lightweight fall item that I'm only going to wear for like a week when it's on sale. So like that's the energy of like lifting that Virgo energy of like trying to like control the details and being like, you know what? I want to look pretty. I like this shirt. I'm going to get it now. Same with the decor. I really love that because that is such a good feeling energy. It just feels like a bit lighter than what we've been feeling. So I love that. Okay. Um, And then for the next card that I pulled, it's another wands card. And it's one of my favorite cards that I have pulled at really different times in my life. But they've always been, it's always been like a beacon for me. And it's the six of wands. And I'm going to show Emily the card and you'll see it in my newsletter. But it's this card that I feel like looks like me. It's got long, she's got long curly hair. She's facing a crowd. She's in a victory stance. And there's all these like hands reaching up to her. And it's not so much that, you want to be seen and that's the main energy of it. But it's 
the fact that you need to celebrate your accomplishments and you need to celebrate the wins because that's what pulls in more of that energy. And I think coming off of this week of possibility and potential and all this inspiration, like Emily was saying, like maybe you're going to go back to something that you've been holding off on for a while and finally put it out there and then get a really great reception from people and be like, why didn't I do this sooner? And that's kind of the energy that I feel around this one. And with it being a stick, it also has the energy of like harmony and balance. And for me, this is like the point where it's not like you finish the thing. It's just that you put it out there and now you're still going to have to work behind the scenes to make it better and to see what works. It's like the launch, right? You launch something, but then shit hits the fan at some point during that launch. And then you have to come back and reorganize. So for me, that's the energy of this one. And I have a specific thing that I have in mind that I'm doing. And so it for me, it makes sense too. It's something I've been dragging my feet on for a while. I've been actively trying to do it, but the Mercury retrograde great energy has made it almost impossible for me to put things together. And now it's finally starting to like become a bit more of a reality. So I'm looking forward to it. I feel like this is the time I'm going to be launching it. So for me, I'm like, <laughs> great idea. Emily helped me pick a launch date. And it just so happened, like I told her, like this actually aligns. I didn't tell her what the card was, but I was like, I feel like there's a reason I pulled this card because for me, it's been significant. And the shadow side of this card, which I think a lot of you will probably relate to, is not wanting to be seen and pushing your accomplishments to the side and saying, I don't need to celebrate this. It's a very small thing. But the momentum, like I get this feeling in my hips when I feel like you just have to do the thing. And it's like a validation. I just got that when I was thinking of this, of like, you have to celebrate the small things because it builds energy. And then it kind of puts it out to your guides and the energy around you that you are celebrating that they helped you with it. If you think about it, like your guides, the universe, all this energy they're helping you to do these small things. And they think it's big. Everything that we create, like they need humans in order to make something a physical reality, right? And if we're just like, oh, this is nothing, when they're like, we just helped you for weeks on that. And now you're just going to not even put it out there. <laughs> and so I think it's the idea of like allowing the community around you to celebrate with you because they're supporting you in one way or another. And in Libra season, I really feel like that's important too, to keep in mind all of the people around you that whether they're actually physically doing the work with you or not, in some way, they have a part in it and they want to celebrate with you because their energy has been with you along the journey. And so that's kind of what I feel around this one is that like, at the end of the day, you have to impress yourself as well. And showing up every time something actually is worth celebrating, I think is the best way to feed more of it. I love that. I love that. I literally have on Saturday the 1st, the calm before the storm. Um, this is the day we talked about when Venus slides into Libra. And the beautiful thing about that is Venus is at home in Libra. It wants to be here. It's encouraging us to seek and find the beauty in our day-to-day -day life. And we're going to have sort of a rocky first part of October. And what's important to remember are the beautiful blessings and the things we've manifested and that things don't happen overnight and that we can have rocky launches and bad days, but it doesn't ruin everything. Don't let the heaviness of what's coming in that first week pull you down. Remember to stay positive and optimistic and in your own lane and worrying about your dreams and your future. So... Yeah, let's get going with October. Um, another aspect about the first, there's a little bit of luck on the first because Venus and Jupiter are going to be opposing each other. And while this is sort of a place of tension, it's actually expanding because the idea is to relax and not stress. Even if you want to work, it's going to be really a day to sort of play and have fun. So if you're launching things that are fun and exciting and art-centered. All of those things are really good. On October 2nd, this is the thing. Mercury has wound down and it's going to be at a, almost a complete stop on the 2nd when it marks the last day of its retrograde. And I find that the beginnings and ends are sometimes the hardest aspects of retrogrades because when that planet stations, stations um still right when it's not moving that energy is intensified in some way think of it almost like if our full moon stopped moving and just hung in the sky for a little bit of extra time it's that same idea it's it's a little more intense so 
as we wind down with this, there's still going to be a shadow period all the way through the 16th. Um, which is when Mercury will finally begin picking up momentum and will eventually move back through Virgo again. So hang on, there's a little bit of that whiplash dog seeing a squirrel at the end of the leash feeling <laughs> on the second. The third, and all of this week, like the third, second, third, and fourth are some big energy days. This is a heavier day, week, month. Um, and a big reason for that is this exact square that Saturn is making with Uranus. So squares are 90 degree points of tension. And this particular combination, the Saturn-Uranus square, was a signature in the sky for much of 2021. It actually happened three times. So here we go again. We've got another exact hit. Uranus is unpredictable. It likes to destabilize things. And Saturn it's stubborn. It likes us to hold on. So, you know, you get the idea. It could be a really big release all at once, or it could trickle out over the entire month. We're going to have to wait and see, but there is potential for some big energy hitting that week. Um, I will say the direct hit is on Tuesday the 4th, but that doesn't mean the building up to it isn't going to have some tension. And the wind down isn't going to have a little tension. So hang in there. Remember to stay grounded and focused on your dreams. This is only temporary. Same as 2021, we had riots. We had some big things come up during some of those squares. Just stay grounded and keep yourself um, optimistic about your dreams and your ideals. The sixth, we've got Mercury in a comfortable angle with Pluto, who is still in retrograde. Um, but what this is going to do is it's going to make us feel easier for us to have some of those difficult talks, um, make a breakthrough, or even plan a change. So add in the energy that the sun is having some strain with the north node, and we're going to be willing to shift and move and compromise in hope of finding comfort. And this is such a signature of Libra seeing both sides, understanding we have to compromise and how can we how can we move forward. And then we have some great healing energy on the 7th. The sun will be in sort of a tension angle with Chiron, but don't let it scare you, right? Chiron still is in retrograde and so that softens this energy a little bit and asks us to revisit something we might have overlooked. It's just another opportunity to find some healing within yourself. Great day to book a healing session with therapists, Reiki's, massage, all of that goodness. We also have a full moon that weekend. Um, I'll just kind of hit on briefly because I think it's still a little bit of the heavier tension in the air. On the 8th, we've got Pluto retrograde ending, which is exciting. Um, but we're also going to start moving into some quicker changing things happening. And then we've got the full moon in Aries. Now, Aries, of course, is the opposite sign of Libra. It likes to jump quickly. It likes to go forcefully. And this is also considered the hunter's moon. There's sort of this impulsive and instinctual response that Aries brings up in people, right? It's fighting for survival. So this could add a little extra tension to an already eventful week. Um, this is not a great moon to charge or cleanse any of your things with. And we are also entering pre-eclipse season. So I will stop with all the news and let Andrea go next. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, I get it. It's interesting because you're talking about these like deeper energies. And I think because the six of wands is about like being seen. And that's why I think I felt in initially to say like, okay, it doesn't mean it's going to be the smoothest of launches. Like there may be some things to fix after, but the idea is you should be proud of yourself for putting it out there despite, you know, what might happen. And I think this goes back to our movie choices where part of the energy we're picking up on is putting yourself out there and being like, it might be scary. This could just be a watch but I'm going to do it anyways because I know this is what I want to do. And you don't know how things are going to turn out until you put them out there, right? Like you have to be able to shift and change. And what is really interesting to me is I told Emily before, I pulled four cards originally and was like, there's repeats here from like others, 
like sessions we've done. And I was like, this doesn't feel exactly right. But another card, even though the two of wands came up and I was like, okay, we'll keep that, keep a pin in that, that came back. The other card that I pulled and I was like, I'm not pulling again. The other one is the Ace of Pentacles, which we pulled before. And that energy is coming back. And I think with retrograde, what's now making sense to me is that we're revisiting things. And the fact that it's piggybacking off of this Six of Wands tells me that, yes, there are going to be pieces to what we try to put out there that don't work out, maybe. But we get to start fresh. We get to plant new seeds and say, okay, you know what? Maybe that version of the thing that I did wasn't quite right, but now I have an opportunity. I have feedback from people. I have all of this new knowledge and now I can make a better version of it and I can put that energy forward. And part of it, I think, is due to all of these transits and things and a lot of like internal energy coming in there. And that's that balance of like putting things out there versus having conversations with people. And it's feedback. And I think that's something to keep in mind, too, is that sometimes these rocky periods, we need feedback. Otherwise, how can we improve? If we stay in a bubble by ourselves, just creating and creating, and we don't ever put anything out there, by the time we put it out there, we might find out that 10 steps ago, if we had done something differently, it would have changed the whole trajectory. So I think if you wait too long to put something out there, it can be really unfortunate because you lose all of the opportunity to change it early. And so I think that's where I'm feeling it is that it's kind of breaking. It's like we're already almost there, but it's just like, let's just take this this opportunity, this this moon energy, this full moon energy to release some of the things that didn't work and like use this energy to move forward. And I think where we were focusing on like the watering the plants and everything the last time and like nurturing from the beginning it's like we're not quite going back completely to the start maybe for this but we're focusing on the fact that the ace is also potential again we're kind of going back to the magician energy again we're like it's like the new moon and full moon have that like balance here of like remember that there's a lot of potential and that you're not always starting from scratch your whole life is behind you it's not like you're starting and being like completely from scratch you have all this experience that you're bringing with you into it So just keep in mind that this might actually be a faster moving energy now because we're coming out of all of these difficult, sticky energies. So just because it feels like you're starting over again, don't think it's going to take quite as long. That's the feeling that I'm getting is that like as long as you keep visualizing where you're going and you realize that this is also something that's going to materialize. Like I feel like the the energy of like going from thought to physically seeing it happen is going to be faster now. Just this power that it had versus the last time where it was like we were warning you like yes you're going to plant your seeds but you're going to be watering them and nurturing them for a while like don't expect to see things sprouting up overnight whereas now it's like no you already know the process you know the soil you know you know the right watering schedule you have all the information you're just slightly tweaking what species you're growing you know it's like no we're just gonna plant a different seed but we know the process so I do feel like as much as there's really heavy energy, there's a reason for it. It's like we're really getting to the root of like what do we actually want, like Emily said, and then being like, okay, now let's put those seeds out there and just know that they're going to do well this time. Yes. Love. (laughs) I loved all of it. You're spot on. I agree. (sighs) Same. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting first part of the month for sure i have the word spicy <laughs> a very good word and in classic libra right it's there's going to be balance you're going to have to find some of that balance for yourself remember to sink into that positive energy that you had when you were manifesting and coming up with these ideas and downloading your information from your guides and connecting to source all of that is going to be important to remember when it feels like why am i doing this why did I ever agree or think I could launch this thing that has 500 behind the scenes pieces that aren't working? What is going on? Just remember, take it easy and it's going to work out. A hundred percent. Yeah. That it's those reminders. It's the like, okay, it may not feel very smooth, but it's all feedback. It's all information is like, precious. You know, it's like I, I got all this information. You can gather it and be like, what am I going to do with this information? It's not fun in the gathering process of getting the information. Perhaps the experiences that 
that you're getting the information from may not be fun, but just know that it's like Emily said, for the, a better purpose. Like it's for a reason. You're going to be able to use that later on. So let's see the 10th. We've got Mercury sliding back into Libra. This is really going to be the energy where we're going to continue to retrace all of the things that happened in August and September when Mercury was in retrograde, right? And so with Mercury being back in Libra, we're hoping to finally open those conversations. This is where you can be getting that feedback, right? This is listening to people's point of view and not taking it so personal. What Libra is really good at is seeing both sides and not being completely deflated by one or the other. Not thinking that everything is black and white. There's a, a little bit of of black in the white part of the yin and yang, and there's a little bit of the dark and the light. It's the idea that we can be both at the same time. And so any of the information or feedback that you're getting, don't allow it to dishearten you or spear your heart. It will be okay. Um on the 11th, we've got the sun in sort of a comfortable angle with Saturn, which is in retrograde. But there's also then this strained angle with Uranus in retrograde. So what this means, this is going to be asking you to take and place your attention on your goals and assess if you're truly taking aligned steps towards the future. Again, this is taking in that feedback and saying, you know what, I should have changed that step three pages back. Let me just fix that. So this could bring up some mixed feelings, right, of regret or hurt, but it could also bring up some optimism and excitement because it's your things are being noticed. You're, you're getting your information out there. So allow all the feelings to hit. They're probably all going to come up around the 11th. <laughs> On the 12th, we've got just some take it easy energy. Don't get too excited about making giant steps in progress, right? If you've made the edits and you're like, okay, it's going to be out there and it's going to fly. This is where Mercury in opposition with Jupiter can have you feeling the excitement, but Mars is really in a grumpy, conflicted angle with Neptune, meaning that your actions and your energy are not going to live up to your expectations. So this is a great day to rest a little, dream a little about how it's going to go, and don't fuss over the details just yet. On the 13th, I actually made a note that says don't print all the copies. So <laughs> if you've made the changes and you're ready to go forward, don't make 100 copies wait a minute. Um, Mars and Neptune are going to continue that strain today to slow things down. And there's a conflict in their energy, right? This is fire and water. And then Venus and Saturn are going to make you feel good, like you're making the right decision. But just because it feels good, is it truly in alignment? This is a really great day to check the details. And then the 15th is calm, and the 16th, we've got ourselves feeling a little bit with our head in the cloud. This is going to be a lovely, I think, truly fall weekend, the 15th and 16th. Um, allow yourself to get outdoors, let your brain escape, that we've been through some heavy energy. And the sun will be in a strained angle with Neptune in retrograde, which might cause you to lose focus. So just go with the flow. Give your brain a rest. Don't stress it. Take a, take a beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reminder. I think after that week, that feeling, that energy, I think taking a moment and being in nature, being outside is not a bad idea. Um, and that kind of feels good with what I picked because the next card is the Queen of Pentacles. And I do really feel like that. So this is from the 16th to the 23rd. Like we're rounding out the season with this. And I think it's a great place to feel like at the end of a season because she's feeling really grounded and stable. And it is a reminder to be in nature and to know that like you can release into the earth. You can pull up energy from the earth and it's a really strong place to be in. So taking the time to review things, being patient. This is a harvest card, right? This is like everything is coming to fruition now. And like we were saying with the last one, like, yes, there's this period of like, it doesn't feel right. It feels iffy, but you're still putting it out there bit by bit as it comes so that you don't lose momentum. But at the same time, you're not expecting 
overnight success, but I do feel like this is the faster energy. I think we're going to already start at the end of the season to see the return on the investment and to see things coming into fruition. And there can be this energy with this card around a reminder to look at the way you think about like wealth and security and all those root chakra things. So this can be a time to really, if you need to, like look at your investments, look at all the things that'll make you feel more secure, like to make sure you know in the back of your head, no, I am secure to move forward. And that can help you to start to really put things out there and really see the abundance come back in when you remind yourself, like, I am safe, I am secure. It's okay to take a chance on this. It might start to feel more true to you because it can feel like you're going back to limiting patterns a lot when you get really close. It's that self-sabotage where you're like, I'm so close. I could do this. And then when you get there, you're like, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. Right? And it's like, that's the, this is the card to ground into and to say, no, I can. I have all these things in place. I've been reviewing this for a month and a half. I've put it out there. I got great feedback with the preliminary launch. And now it's like, okay, I have the feedback. I've taken it, taken it into account. I put my ducks in a row. This is okay. And I think the idea of structures too, like making sure that you have systems and structures in place, going back to that Virgo energy a little bit where it's like, did you actually review the way you're taking money in, the bank accounts, all the places the money's going to go? Are they all set up? And then once the money starts coming in, you start to put it back into the community. And I think fall is a time with like Thanksgiving and these kinds of energies that we start to look into the community more. And so finding ways you can give. And that also just reaffirms that the abundance can come in and out. And it comes back to the idea of balance where it's like, Now's the time to donate to the food bank and do these things that make you feel part of the community. You know, we start to think about gift giving at this time. We start to look at the holiday season and that can be really grounding as well to be like, I have more than enough. And that energy comes to the surface for me. Like I have more than I need. I have enough that I can share. And you can also celebrate a little bit again. I think this comes back to that celebration energy a little bit of being like, look what I've done for myself. I can have a little dinner party. You know, we're still in Libra season. It's like that. Let's still have some people over before I go into my Scorpio, you know, dark night of the soul moment. Let's just get together before that happens. And it can be something where I feel like because we do the shifting mindset in this energy, it can also be a time where you're finally like embodying the person who has the wealth. Like you're being like, I am abundant. It's like stepping into that part of it instead of like, this is a possibility for me. It's like being, oh, this is me. I am this queen of pentacles. I am the person who has this. I am the person who's stepping into this role. And that takes a lot of work, but it's something that I think we're being shown. It's going to be poten a potential at the end of the month. Wow. Yeah. That sits 100%. And I really like where you were talking about there are going to be good days and bad days. Like we have to embrace the idea that um, things are going to come. We could have all of those things in day. We're definitely going to have them all in this week. So <laughs> let's get started with that. Um, on the 16th, I wanted to touch on as well. I think I forgot to mention that Mars slides into Gemini. And what's beautiful about this is that our actions have been in Taurus for a while and slowing us down. And it's going to be an interesting, there's going to be some interesting energy here. But what happens on the 17th, we get this last quarter moon in Cancer. And it's sort of a mixed master day, right? With the moon in Cancer, it loves to be here. This is where we're in touch with our emotions and it feels really good. But the sun and Mars are pushing us to make like this giant leap of progress. So and what I suggest is don't drink the extra coffee or else you're going to find yourself crying at the computer when things don't work, right? <laughs> it's going to feel really good. And then it's going to, you're going to have some frustration. The 18th comes in, and this is a beautiful day for the month in general. Um, Venus and Mars are at a beautiful, comfortable angle today. So this is where you're going to be motivated with love and harmony to make that progress. All of it is going to just feel really easy after some sort of difficulty on Monday. And an additional with all of the retrogrades sort of coming to an end, 
it feels like we're going to kind of get this gentle push where things can finally start moving forward again. On the 19th, this is another little bit of a spicy day. So you can see where we've got this mixed energy on Monday. Tuesday feels really good. Wednesday is going to feel a little rough again. Um, Pluto, our lover of evolution and transformation, right, is in conflict with both the Sun and Venus. So all of the work that you did yesterday when you were feeling really good might ruffle some feathers today, or maybe you're second-guessing yourself. Either way, Pluto pushes us to transform even when it's not comfortable. The one thing that might ease some of the suffering that would come up today is that Mercury, our communication, and Chiron are comfortable and helping you to help you communicate your needs. So if you feel like you need a hug and an ice cream at the end of the day, you're going to be able to ask for it. <laughs> the 20th and 21st, thankfully, are pretty calm in the skies. On the 22nd, we've got a lot of things happening. Um, the first is that Saturn is going to end its retrograde in the humanitarian sign of Aquarius. It is going to have to go back through Aquarius for a little bit before it moves into Pisces. But for now, we've also got the Sun and Venus at the exact same angle. And they're going to be encouraging us to go after what we want. Mercury and Saturn are giving us the responsible communication vibes. And Mercury and Uranus want you to be flexible in your viewpoints. It's a lot. It can be a really lovely day to express your love, your dreams, and your desires for others. And those others are probably going to be more willing to hear you out. We're going to have a really great communication kind of day. Great day to speak your dreams out loud to someone and sort of set them in concrete, if you will. The 23rd is when Scorpio season begins. And I will say um, just a little heads up with that, where not only does Scorpio season start on the 23rd, but Venus slides into Scorpio that day. And we have a new moon solar eclipse just two days later. So get ready. Scorpio is going to hit with a big punch in the end of October. <laughs> so cool when our energies match like this because that's exactly what I was feeling. It's like, let's have one last dinner party before Scorpio comes because <laughs> I think that, I think maybe that's what it is. On the 22nd, everyone should have a dinner party. Yes. Talk about their dreams, connect with people and be like, I'll see you in a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at Christmas. Yeah. Thanksgiving, maybe. It's holidays. Yeah. Have a good one. Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like that energy makes so much sense. I love the way you describe the transits because I think I get so confused and I'm like, what's doing what with who? Like, I don't understand. And I think those terms make it a lot easier to digest. And I think that even the healing potential of that this week, I think for a lot of people with Venus being connected to like money and finances and stuff, I think that's where that like questioning of like, do I have enough? Can I do this? I think that's where a lot of that, like that Pluto and Venus, like those energies coming up this week. I think that's why the Queen of Pentacles, it's reminding you to like ground into that root chakra stuff. Do the root chakra healing you have to do. Like look at your finances, look at them. <laughs> like you can't just like imagine them, like to make yourself feel secure, you need to look and be like, oh no, the decks are in a row. Like it is there. Like if you need to remind yourself of those things, then do it. <laughs> And what's so interesting, going into our next eclipse cycle, our eclipses since last fall have been on the Scorpio-Taurus axis, and that's all about money and finances and secrets and all of these things. And I know for me personally, when the eclipse hit both last fall in November and in May, there was some potent stuff. Now, I am a Taurus, so I, I think that's some of it too. For any of you Earth signs, this is going to be a heavier hitter, but potentially, especially for Taurus and Scorpio signs in general. Um, so you may feel some of that energy coming up ahead of the eclipse season, and it will last, of course, through part of uh, November. So hang in there. Um, eclipses, I like to say it's almost like a hand comes down and picks you up off the path you're on and puts you on to the one you should be on. The one you got distracted, you were distracted and you wandered down a path. And it's like, no, get, get it together. I'm going to put you back where you need to be. 
So they can be a little jarring, but they can be fast moving. Um, it's a chance for miracles. There's all sorts of really great aspects. Don't get sucked into the pop astrology drama that comes with some of these. Um, be willing to look for the good and the miracles and all of it. And I feel that way about retrograde too. It's not Mercury ruining everything, although there's a lot of broken cars on the highway right now. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there's really beautiful things in this too. It gives us the chance to have a minute to be with our time and our thoughts. I love that perspective. And I think that's why for me, that little hint reminder of like, this is all information you need. It's all part of the process. These darker times aren't like sad. Like you said before, they're not putting you off the path. They're just showing you where some holes might be that you like, you know, it's like I got this visual just now when I was talking and it's funny, but it's like relevant where it's like, you're the truck going around and filling in the potholes before the winter because you can't see them once the snow falls, right? You can't see them and then you're you're going to ruin the car, right? And it's that feeling of like, okay, let's fill them in before they get covered up and no one knows where they are. So I think that's like... Oh, and you're having someone like, call attention to the pothole isn't yeah. a bad thing. It's like, oh God, there's another one. Okay, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I guess my car is not going to get stuck there now. And I think it's it's to keep in mind that sometimes you need someone to point that out. Like, do you want to get your car ruined driving through that pothole? And be like, no, don't tell me. I'll find it. And then it's dark and snowy and then you're in it, right? So it's like if somebody points it out ahead of time, then that is a good thing. It's like having a dropped stitch in the sweater you just spent six months knitting you want to know before you wash it and half of your sweater unravels like it sucks and it's really annoying when someone points out the one mistake you made in a million and 52 stitches yeah <laughs> also really important to catch <laughs> exactly so i like i'm trying to i think the libra energy is helping me like think of it in a more positive light like seeing the other side of it i unlike usual usually i'm like right into the drama but no not this time. <laughs> not this time. Not this time. I think it's going to be a fun month. Really enjoy fall. I mean, how many of us wait all year for this to come? And I know sometimes myself, I can just flutter through it and miss those beautiful last weekends when there's a Christmas, but you can still have a dinner party and there's no family drama. There's no have-tos with the holidays coming up. Really enjoy your season this month. Buy yourself the pumpkin pumpkin latte, all the pumpkin. <laughs> Remember to give yourself a hug when it's a rough day. Call a friend. It will be okay. Yes, the comfort. This is the season of comfort food. Like, be basic. If you want the pumpkin spice latte, just get it. Don't let people make fun of you. Who cares? Get, the, get whatever you want. Get all the pumpkin yeah. spice. Get pumpkin spice pump everything and then sit in a, and watch a movie. Watch When Harry Met Sally eating your pumpkin scone and drinking your pumpkin pumpkin spice latte. I personally like to start the season watching Elf and drinking a pumpkin spice latte. So you know what? Do it. Do it. Do whatever you want. Let you us know pick. in the comments, let us know what you watched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can live vicariously. <laughs> yes. I think that like you said, it's important to like enjoy the season. Like enjoy all the things that only happen this season. The leaves will be gone soon, okay? Just go for the walk, you know, spend the time, sit on the park bench, do the thing. Do the thing. All right, what do you have coming up this month that we want to talk about real quick before we let our listeners go? I have the, my newsletter is coming out on Tuesday, the 27th, first of all. So if you haven't signed up for that, you can sign up for it and still get all the details. I always share the cards from this and then a few other themes that are coming up. And then my remote recharge healing energy session, which will be focused on Libra themes, that will be on October 6th. And there will be a discount code in the newsletter if you want a little discount on that session. And then the exciting thing that I was alluding to throughout the whole episode with like my thing that I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be finally launching my website that I've been working on since 2020. <laughs> And I'm going to be sharing as part of that a uh, little shop for selling my prints that I've been sharing on Instagram in the last while. So there's only a couple of them that I have ready to go so far, but it will be launched on October 1st, that day that we were talking about with Venus and Libra. 
And I think that that's going to be a really great energy. And I am anticipating that there's probably going to be some sort of technical difficulties and whatnot. But I'm also being very optimistic and I'm very excited to share it. I love it. I'm so excited for you at this launch. I've been watching you work behind the scenes on some of your artwork and to see you sharing it with the whole world is everything I want Libra season to be. Shout it from the rooftops. Get out there and just let everybody know the amazingness that I know you are. So I'm very excited for this. And so I have my newsletter comes out more like the 29th, 30th of September. Um, I include always the new printable free calendar for all of the October energies coming up. So be sure and get on that list. You can get on the list both via my Instagram, Emily and Her Stars, or also at my website, emilyanderstars.com. I too have some launch things happening around the first. Um, I did a soft launch in September for the Third Eye Library, and we are really doing its big grand opening, hurrah, starting October 1st. So again, please bear with us as there will be technical difficulties. <laughs> um, but this is a space I have dreamt about for over a year where if you're curious about tarot cards or mediumship or human design or astrology, all of these things, we have rooms like a library with someone who's able to answer your questions, to chat with you. We have all sorts of great people from all over the world joining who share similar interests. And so this is, for me, a anti-Facebook, anti-Instagram, algorithm-free, incredibly beautiful free space. And so I invite you all to join. You can find the link in the show notes or head over to thirdeyelibrary.com. Um, I'll have some readings coming up in October. My personal life is getting super busy October, November, December. We have a new puppy joining us. We are moving and <laughs> all sorts of things happening behind the scenes. So if I don't have a lot of openings available, don't hesitate to reach out. I can sometimes squeeze somebody in, but hang in there. I will be posting when I get more settled. So yay, all the things. That's a lot. That's exciting. You have so many exciting things happening. I feel like my light too is kind of similar where I know I have a lot coming up for the next few weeks. I also have some openings for readings. I added many readings after I did some last last month and they were so fun. And so I've added that to my list, which I forgot about until you just said readings. I was like, oh yeah, I have readings. But I do feel like it's going to be an exciting time. I feel like I have some changes and things happening. You do too. And I just feel like like you said, we just have to enjoy it. Like enjoy the process of whatever you're doing this month. Like I am going to look at the positive sides of everything as much as possible and just soak it in. I love fall. And I think launching things in fall is just, it feels so good. It feels warm and cozy and fun. And I can't wait. Yay. All right, everybody, there'll be more um, goodies and information in our newsletters and in our show notes. As always, you can Find us on Instagram, Concrete and Crystals, and Emily and Her Stars, and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.